Hey y'all and welcome back to Queer Votion. I'm your host Ray and y'all know that this is a space um, held for us to have a little bit of devotional space for those of us who are queer, uh, lesbian, bisexual, trans, um, anything that we identify <laughs> as and Christian, right? So we just come here and we get us a little something, something, some encouragement from uh, perhaps the Christian Bible, perhaps it's not, maybe it's just life and what we've learned from that to just kind of help us get through this thing called life and get through this day to day, you know, and yes, allies, there's room for y'all here too. Um, folks that don't necessarily identify as Christian room here for you as well. So please sit back and enjoy. And y'all, I'm really excited to have the guest today that I have on this show. I have one of the dopest couples that I know about. I have Lorray and Shimian. I'm really excited. They have a new awesome podcast that's out it is actually called black queer and yes that's it so <laughs> a little bit about them you can find out more about them on their website blackqueerpodcast.com i'll talk about shimmy in a little bit um shimmy is just pretty dope y'all she's a minister trailblazer and she defines herself as an awkward geek <laughs> she plays twitch by day and the stage by night her life is dynamic and full and I love that. Um, she says that she is here to spread the good news. One pulpit, one boardroom, one facilitation, one workshop and one pad podcast at a time, which is amazing. And then we have the ever beautiful Lorray, Shimian's partner. Um, Lorray has two major loves, music and children. She is a mom and she actually worked as a professional background singer. And that's beautiful she has an amazing voice when it comes to worship y'all for real <laughs> um when she realized that some churches weren't still making room for queer folk women or people of color she says that her sh her focus shifted slightly to ministry outside of the church come on here where she could be a justice fighter where she could just be you know out here starting stuff and really really flipping the tables <laughs> and just an all-around queen you know um, so yes, I'm super excited to have them and here we go. Shimmy and Lorray, thank you both for being here. How y'all doing this week? We're good. Yes. It's the morning, sun is shining. We're beautiful. Uh, yeah, it's a nice day. Love it. Thank you both again for being here. I'm really, really grateful. Um, it's a Saturday, so I know that can kind of be you know, kind of tricky as well, too. So we're just going to dive right in, y'all, um, and just get to the questions and get to the laughter, but also get to the encouragement. So I just want to know from, I'll start with Lorray. Can you tell me how do you see God? Oh, I see God as an all-powerful, all-loving being. Um, I always have to emphasize the being because I feel like a lot of people focus so much on God being a person mm -hmm. and I feel like that limits God if we look at God as a person Yeah, because we have faults, right? People have faults, right. people have, you know, downfalls um, and God is so much more than that. Amen. And so God is way bigger than gender god is way bigger than you know any of our problems or issues um but at the same time they still see fit to love each and every one of us so I, it's just like all powerful all loving 
all forgiving, always there being. I love that. And Shimmy, and what about you? Uh, The first thing that comes to my mind when I think about God is bestie. So God is truly my best friend. And I formed a personal relationship with God many, many moons ago. And I find that uh, she is someone I can go to with anything. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm always reminded of how much I'm, I'm loved. I'm almost always filled with purpose. You know, when things are rough. I, I can't say I always feel like I'm being heard, but I know, I know that, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes yeah. you just don't know, but, uh, but I know that, uh, the divine is always there. So God has a very, very special place in my heart and it's yeah. truly the reason why I keep going. Mm, that's good stuff. That's All good right. stuff. I love that. I know I'm about to get us a good sermon over here. Right, right, right. <laughs> With her podcast voice on. Okay, <laughs> okay. Got that voice. Got that, yes. Okay, got the got the best voice on the podcast streams out here. I love it. I love it. So with that being said, and then I'll flip this back to Shimmy and first, um, with the way that you described God and how she is to you, how dope has God been to you this week? Any oh, any wow. dopeness happening for you this week or this month? We Oh, man, we're about to come up on September or for August. Anything you want to yeah. share with that? I think for me, I feel like I've come to a place in my life where I'm actually doing work that I'm passionate about and actually mm-hmm. can uh, live you know, off of. So what I mean by that is that I feel like holding on to my dreams and following uh, the promise of the divine has really started to uh, uh, make things kind of fall into place here recently or mm-hmm. for what I've seen. And so right. what I do, for example, as I work with um, LGBTQ uh, seniors and I do a lot of the training uh, for folks that uh, that serve that, serve, uh, that particular community. Okay. And uh, I just dawned on me this week that I that it doesn't feel like work all the time. Like I'm actually doing stuff that I really love to do. And I really didn't know if I'd ever get to this place. And so it's kind of one of those moments where you're like, oh, yeah, God, you know what I mean? Like, you're still here. You're still showing up yeah. there the whole time, even though I didn't see necessarily how the road would wind. When I look around, I'm like, hey, I'm healthy. I'm whole. Mm-hmm. You know, I've come through a lot. And, you know, this short podcast, we can't obviously tell the full story. Sure. But I know for sure that it had not been for God that I wouldn't have been here this week, right, to even see the fruits yeah of, of the labor um so so i think that's the way palpably that god has shown up for me this week just thinking about where i'm at uh with my job where i'm at with my mental health my physical health mm-hmm. you know i have family i mean it's just it's so many things right really i could just run down the list i love that Lorraine. what you got this week how dope has god been to you you know what um honestly this week has been so chill and I, <laughs> no, seriously, I thank God for the chill days and for the chill moments because I feel like, um, you know, we have a nine-year-old, right? Correct. And yes. school just started. So beautiful and too. <laughs> we are, thank you. Um, like school just started. I start school. I go back to school next week. Oh, um, I'm not ready. Girl, <laughs> me either. Um, and it's like all these things um, that are always going on because we have a child, right? And because right. we go, we work full time and because I go to school full time. But this week has been so chill, honestly, and just so laid back. It's 
to me, like those are, that shows me how dope God is, where God Mm -hmm. can say, hey, look, you have a lot of things on your plate. But you can also sometimes just be chill. I'm like, just going to let you rest. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to go anywhere today. Or you don't have to go, you know, run out tonight or whatever. Like, I have been, um, I turned 40 in January. I will turn 40 in January. Come and my goal has been to really get in shape. Yes. And not like, I've never felt like, oh, I need to be skinny or thin. Mm-hmm. I don't even feel like my body is built <laughs> that way. No. But I do know that I am unhealthy. Like when I watched the VMAs and I saw Lizzo dancing Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm, singing. mm -hmm. Right. And I'm like, (laughs) come on, shimmy. Background music. Come on, shimmy. Background vocals. Come on. I saw her dancing and singing. And I'm like, this is a big girl dancing and singing. And she's not out of breath. I was like, if I could do that, then I would be like, you know what? I'm fine. But I can't. Which means I'm out of shape. <laughs> and so this week, um, I started a couple weeks ago back just kind of in the gym. But this week, I felt like God was so dope and saying, like, you can amp it up a little bit yeah. and not feel bad about yourself or not feel like your body's just in pain or, or hurting. And honestly, like, that was one of those things where I was like, thank you, God. Thank you for reminding me <laughs> that, uh, you know... It's one step at a time, one Absolutely. day at a time. Absolutely. And I'm going to be all right. <laughs> Absolutely. You're going to be just fine. <laughs> right. I exactly. love that. I love I love that you're, you know, focusing on that um, for your health and just kind of getting better. We got work to do, so we have to be healthy. Yes. You know? Yes. Um, and then for you, Shimmy, and I think that's so cool that you can recognize, you know, just how far you have come and where God mm-hmm. has brought you. Um, for me this week, God has really just showed up in a sense of just reminding me that I do have community. There are people mm-hmm. who are intentionally wanting to build relationship with me and stay yep. in relationship with me, which is a beautiful thing coming out of here, coming out here to California, you know, it, you know, it kind of goes in ways where you're like, damn, I, I, I ain't got no friends, you know, <laughs> but yeah. you, but you know, you kind of feel because everyone's so busy out here. Everyone's so it's like hustle and bustle mm, all fast, the yeah. time, you know? Yeah. It's really fast. And so, um, sometimes you get in those moments or those waves where you feel like, Hmm, but God is really reminding me, like, I got, I have community here for you. You you're, this is cool. We're good. Yeah. This is where you are right now and chill, yeah. <laughs> you know, you don't have to, you know, be having your hands in trying to, trying to do this with this person or just focus on those that are here and consistent and show up. Those are, yeah. those are the people that you need to pour into and, and vice versa. Um, and then I, I'm gonna have to piggyback on on you on your um on your dopeness with God, Larray, for the health thing. God is like, I really need you to get your life together. <laughs> I really, really need you to get your life together about your health, and just reminding me that, you know, in order to do what He has placed me to do here, I cannot be in the bed, you know, uh, or 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 eating pieces and pieces of cake it's just not gonna work wouldn't that be nice (laughs) it's just like it did you know and you go to Safeway Safeway sells slices of like big cakes and I'm like yes I'll take three of those and will not feel no kind of way so you know just reminding us to just be be good to our bodies you know because God is definitely good to us all right y'all so we're gonna kind of get a little deep right now so 
<laughs> so um, I want to know first off, how do you both identify individually as far as orientation goes or pref- sexual preference goes? And then how did you get to that point in your life of recognizing that is how you identify? I'll start there mm-hmm. and then we'll go and then That's we'll go from me. there. <laughs> <For me. laughs> I love Shimian because, okay, y'all, so listeners, like, real talk, if you ever see Shimian, and we're going to talk about the podcast, and so when you even see her base, just, she's so, she's so quiet, but she has these one-liners, y'all, that just come in, and you don't expect them from her, so. No, you don't. (laughs) Okay, so we should, we should It's whoever, whoever wants to go. Uh, Shimian, you go first. So you're just talking about my sexual orientation? Correct. Gender identity. Okay. Your your sexual orientation. So my sexual orientation, I'd say, is lesbian. And uh, I came to know that when I was, well, so I knew that I liked girls, right? When I was in, it was Redeemer Baptist School, I remember. I think I was. Oh, wow. yeah, yeah, uh, we're the going Baptist. all the way back. Redeemer Baptist, <laughs> holy of the affinity on the second evangelist. You know where. Evangelista. <laughs> 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 House of Evangelista, come on here. The House of Abundance. Come judge for me. Come judge for me, daughter. Come judge for me. Yes. So it was back in the day when I was playing house with some friends and I would always be the dad which which, that's another conversation Mm -hmm. but i noticed that you know i would always have the wife i would always have the girlfriend i was it was around this age where uh 227 was on i thought jack k was so like nobody could say anything like nothing bad about jack k it's like living you know that that's in living living color color. (laughs) (laughs) nobody say nothing bad about miss jenkins exactly Come on here, Jackie. Mary. Mary, that's right. (laughs) So I knew then, I knew around that age that I I liked girls, but I didn't articulate it, of course, at that young age as being Mm -hmm. a lesbian, right? I didn't identify as a lesbian. And it wasn't until I was like, I was such a geek. So it wasn't until like maybe 16, 17, Mm -hmm. maybe. Um, Oh, there's glasses on our little... uh, yeah, on your little here. icon on the I thing. Like that. As soon as she said <laughs> geek, I was like, wait, the, look at those little glasses. <laughs> so anyway, I'd say um, I'd say maybe in high school is when mm-hmm. I, you know, made the determination that I was I was a lesbian. Okay. And, so, and then that was a longer process. I mean, I think the the fact that I like girls was much easier for me to recognize than to then the place where I came to identify as a lesbian, if you know what I mean. That was kind of a more muddy situation where I was going back and forth, like maybe I should be, shouldn't be, you know, that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. high school was the place. Gotcha. Lorraine. Yeah. I am queerly lesbian. Yes. So that was like clearly, but as a play on words. Did you <laughs> we, get that? I got you. I got you. I got you. Shamian is looking at me like, oh my God. Um, <laughs> Shamian's doing the emoji with the eye roll. She is. She is. Uh, so I am a preacher's kid. I'm not just a preacher's kid. I am a pastor's kid. I am actually, my dad is a Southern Baptist theology professor. Wow. He has been for a uh, I'm 39, so like 30 over 30 years. Wow. Um, 
he's very big in Southern Baptist, uh, like the Southern Baptist arena. I've yeah. traveled overseas and people have been like, oh, I know your daddy. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. Um, <laughs> so that was my life, right? But I knew from a very, very young age that I liked girls, mm-hmm. um, which to pause for a second is me knowing that I was, that I liked girls at a young age. Um, I always think about how people now say like, kids don't know what they like when they're young. As mm. soon as we talk about them, like kids going to pride and they're like, don't do that. Cause kids don't know what they like. And I'm like, but I did, but like, I, knew. I knew yeah, that I yeah. wasn't, I didn't want to hold Timmy's hand. I knew that <laughs> you like, wanted Timothea. I got yeah, you girl. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I knew, I mean, literally at like, seven years old I knew that like I don't like you know when girls running after little boys I was like I don't want to I don't I don't want to be a part of that yeah no. exactly <laughs> but for me um you know I was a pastor's kid in the church we lived right next door to the church uh when we lived in New York right next door to the church where my dad was the pastor um and my school was right across the street so like I always felt watched mm-hmm. I did not come out fully until um like I was 30 because wow that wasn't that long ago no it wasn't okay Um, because I felt like um no matter what I really like no matter who I really am it's not okay and Mm. um there's too many people watching me for me to be who I really am. So mm-hmm. it wasn't until like I went away to college. I went to Atlanta. And even there, I was like, my sister is here. Which my sisters, both of them and my brother are so open. Like, girl, you do you. We love you. But I didn't know, you know. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. until I moved to L.A. when I was 20. In my mid-20s. That I was like, I can start to be myself. Um, But even then, it was literally till I was like. 29 or 30. Actually, Jasmine was born when I was 30. So when I was 30, I was like, you know what? Forget this. I'm going to, like, I cannot do this any longer. I cannot fake who I am any longer. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah. So, secretly, yes, I was was being who I knew I was. Um, But it wasn't until, you know, just a few years ago that I felt like I can actually be who I am because I also felt like as a parent, what am I teaching my child? Mm, mm. I'm not setting a very good example for my child because mm. that means whoever, you know, I mean, as far as we know right now, like she's not boy crazy, but she's nine. And it's like, you know, you can tell little eyes when certain little boys, can. you know what I mean? I do know. And, and it's like, know. okay, you know, but who knows who she will be, you know, as she gets older. And I don't, I would never want her to feel like, well, I can't say this or mm-hmm. I can't, you know. Or I've done this in my life and I, I don't want to tell my parents because I'm ashamed. I don't ever want her to feel ashamed of anything that she's done and not be able to, you know, tell us. And I feel like that's the example that I was setting was that like the things I have done or how who I was was rooted in shame. Yeah, no well, that was the example. Exactly. Well, that was what was given to you, right? Like that's what, right. what the precedent that was set for you, like you can do X, Y, and Z, but A, B, and C is totally off, exactly. which always confuses me when it comes to the church and and the re- the religion side of it or the or the task side of it is like I, I like to say, it's like wait, so this is fine, but I I can't 
be over here. Um, yeah. Girl, yes. <laughs> Basically, yes. I've talked to some people and it's like, I did this report one time for school and it was really about the black community and how the black community views um, the LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. And a lot of parents, um, especially older parents, felt like I'd rather my kid go to jail or I'd rather. And I'm like, but you know what they're doing in jail, right? Like, so, right, <laughs> right. But I was right. just like, uh, listen, they was waiting for you at the dough. At the dough, right. <laughs> but a lot of people would rather their kids, you know, commit a crime mm-hmm. than to be queer or to I, be in the LGBTQ plus, 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 ABCD. Yeah, I have family. said that all the time. I say that all the time. Like, folks, especially black Christians, will say, you can be anything you want or anything else, Lord. but just do not be gay. Just don't do that. Like, mm. and the it's so damaging it what is. the yeah. church has done and, yeah. and continues to do yeah. um, to, to queer people. Um, I think it's, it's so messed up. And I think the only way to really change that is to build that is to come from the inside. Um, yeah. Right. I don't know. Or, and, don't, and have some conversations. So yes. I think there's so, so many things that people assume, especially about the Bible, for example, and people want to throw out these same old texts, like these scriptures. <laughs> what about Deuteronomy 22 verse, you know, and, but people don't know the history about how it was written and how it was rewritten and how, you know, oh the term gosh. homosexuality wasn't coined until the mid 19th century, well after the Bible was canonized. Like Come people on. People don't know about this stuff. And so I know I understand some of it, especially when folks are raised in a tradition, they really genuinely feel I'm going to burn in hell if I, you know, mm-hmm. but, but I feel like just have, you know, um, just just have the willingness to have some conversation. God is still yet, till yet, still speaking. <laughs> and so you might learn something new. And I know that that really uh, scares folks, mm-hmm. but I feel like it really can free a lot of folks, especially Ooh. the black community, because we've been historically hypersexualized. We don't want to talk about sex, even though at the same time we police it heavily. Right? Yes, yes. So we said, well, we don't, that's not in our community because we're trying to kind of kind of remove ourselves from some from the way that that white folks historically have made us out to be like these sexual animals right Mm -hmm. but we're doing harm by not talking about sexual health right even and i'm not even talking about in heterosexual you know in uh, in same gender right heterosexual no so i'm talking about all of it right we just don't talk about sex um and so i feel like there's just we're kind of stuck the black black church and we need to just be willing to move just be willing to you know to have some conversation so i think that's a critical part there's a lot that people don't know yeah yeah, yeah there is i agree with you 100 percent, shami and i think that's where the conversations have to start it's so funny you want me to spend my entire time here but yet you don't want to really talk about the things that are really affecting me Mm-hmm. Um, and re- and that I'll really come and count and, and come encounter with that I will encounter. Excuse me, um, with yeah. with that. Um, so Shimian, how about you? How how I knew you said? Did you have a kind of coming out to family, or were you, or did, did, yeah. did, or were they just kind of like, girl, we knew that? No, no, it was a coming out to my mom, uh, and I was uh, oh, I was a mess. 
when I, I remember I was in my room and I was like, oh, well, I need to talk to you. know, like when you're crying and you're all choked up where you can't even oh, get yeah. out full sentences. Yeah, you, you know? got that ugly and cry she's like, on. What is it? Right. And so I said, you know, I think I'm gay. And she said, oh, is that all? And that mm. was really it. There was no other conversation around it, which was a little bit puzzling uh, to me, to be honest. But at the same time, it was clear to me that she had. I guess accepted it because there was nothing, nothing changed, right? It was still just the same relationship we had. And years later she came out uh, to me. So, so that yeah. was, that was quite unexpected. That's probably why she was so, <laughs> so like, she, she was, was like, so accepting because she's like, hey, I want to be where you are right now. <laughs> me too. Me too. Exactly. <laughs> I want to sit next to you. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> no, that's, that's funny. That's my same story, except for is reverse. Oh. So my mom came out to me and then later on as well, I came out Whoa. to my mom. So yeah, I, I totally, I totally get that. Yeah. It was yeah, kind of, yeah. it's kind of trippy sometimes yeah Yeah. it's like wait what i did not see this coming Wow. (laughs) exactly yeah yeah Yeah. well my mom didn't come out to me i know she (laughs) did because i've seen those pictures (laughs) my parents have been married for like 46 years and uh but my mom is hella cool though my mom actually um (laughs) my mom actually was baiting me for the longest Oh, she would be like, so, you know, so-and-so has a new girlfriend. And I'd be like, oh, cool. Ah, <laughs> she wanted great. to see what was going on. Yes. You know, I- no, you know why, though? <laughs> because when I moved to L.A., there were two girls I brought home with me. And I did oh. not bring them as my girlfriend. But I also didn't bring them as like, oh, this is my, fr-. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we, but it was clear, you know, that we were very close, the two. <laughs> and they also knew that with those were two girls and all of my years of dating men, they met like two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they, I do. <laughs> I had been with someone for almost for over four years and they met him once. And that mm. was four years. Yeah, that's a flag, sis. So, that's a flag. <laughs> you know, I think for her, it was like, I'm just waiting. And for my dad, it was more like, don't ask, don't tell. Mm. Like, I see it, but if you bring it up, then I have to confront then it. I have to, then I, I have to acknowledge it. Right. And so this is the, even with that, like with those girls, they would be like, oh, that's so, like one of them, she was older. And I remember one day he said to her, I just want to thank you so much for mothering Lorraine. And I was like, she ain't mothering. I can't. Uh, uh, I'm not you good. Say. You can cuz well, it's fine. She said like, she's like, she ain't mothering, but she might be smothering. But that's right. it. I was like, she ain't mothering. Yeah, weird. And it was so funny. She was really hurt by that. But I I think in his head, it made him feel better. I'm sorry. I think in his head, it made him feel better knowing like, Oh, she's a mother figure. And I was like, I got a mama. I'm not looking for another one. I'm not looking for another one. And so it wasn't until Shamian came along because he's never seen me live with another woman. Uh, You know, like it wasn't until then. And even now he's still kind of like, I've had to correct him more than once when, you know how black people do that? Like, oh, this is her friend. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, no, it's not. 
nope, <laughs> nope, not my friend. I don't know why do black folk do that. You can be married <laughs> for fifty years and they'll still be like, "Oh, that's your uncle's yes. friend, uh, nope. Bobby." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Him and Bobby well, been together for a <laughs> long a time. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Drive the same car, okay? Right. No, 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 no. That's not how this works. I want to talk about something that you said, though, um, in regard to how you said your dad was like, I see it, but I, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to acknowledge it. And I just want to get y'all's input in, in what do you all think needs to happen with black families about that whole uh you know, hear no evil, see no evil type deal. The Ooh. the three monkeys, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Um, how do we? How? What do y'all think as far as like black families um, to do to get past that? Because I, I think that's another another crutch that the black church holds on to is yeah. that you know if we don't talk about it, it does not exist. Right. And and so I just want to hear y'all's yeah. thoughts about that. Well, can I start this? I see Shamian has a thought in her mouth. Yes. It's like trying to come out. I think there's an unlearning that okay. needs to be done. And I, I don't fault a lot of black families 100% because there has been, I mean, we're talking about like years upon years upon years since we got here, right? Come on. Since we even arrived on this land of, you know, t- a tearing down of the black family, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think what we do is we, we take from that, which is like anything that does not, Anything that people feels like does not uplift the black family, we feel like it's tearing down the black family. Yeah. And we yeah. don't realize that, you know, when we were brought here, white people already tried to do that. They oh. tore us apart and then they told us, no, this is what's wrong with you. And this is what's wrong with you. When in reality, like they were doing the same stuff. Yeah. They were, we're sleeping. Yes, they were. All white people. So yeah. anybody's sending any hate mail to Oh, uh, no, 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 oh no. But I hate that we even have no. to do that. I but hate listen, that we even yeah, have no, to let me go ahead and let, let me reasons. let me preface that most of the white listeners that, that do listen, they are quote unquote woke. Said. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I have to say quote unquote because you're not gonna always no, you're not gonna all you're not gonna be fully woke until unless you actually are what Race. we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I mean it's called you Lorraine or So I think that's part of it. It's like an unlearning, but we're talking about centuries now, right? Yes, we got here like over four hundred years ago. Four hundred years mm-hmm. ago. So we're talking about centuries of unlearning. I think we have a long way to go, but I think that we are making progress, but it's just we're we're not even close to being there yet. And so with that unlearning, here, let me say this though. I do understand though, how some people feel like, um, I have to hide or I have to be, you know, um, I can't just come out fully yet to my family because families make it hard. And especially if you're young, there are parents who are telling their kids they'd rather them be dead or okay. putting them out Come or on. killing their kids Come on. or kids committing suicide because of this. So when we say it, sometimes we speak from a place of privilege. Yeah, you get we what do. I'm saying? Where yes. it's like, yes, I we can do. just say it. Where some kids, and I'm saying not just kids, but adults too, feel like not only will I lose relationships because the relationships for some of us can be the worst part. But for some Ooh. people, the relationship is just the tip of the iceberg. They could lose their life. Y'all or coming could, on here to know, preach today. Yes. You know <laughs> yes. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or they could lose, you know, their place to live or sleep or eat. And it's like, um, 
it that that it's easier said than done sometimes. Mm-hmm. But in our community, we have so much unlearning to do from mm-hmm. damaging theology to, you know, uh, even our the way we deal with social justice, you yeah. know, yeah, and our civil rights. Like we we kind of put Shamian always tells me don't read the comments on people's posts. And I am very bad at that. I need to be like Beyonce and just don't read people's comments. Come for on real. here. Come like, on. I, I, I don't. I can't. <laughs> Oprah said that to Beyonce years ago. Like, don't read people's comments about your relationship or about what you're doing because every everybody's not going to like what you do. And sometimes Ooh, that's good. That's when good. I read comments, I'm like, you want to comment on everybody. But then you realize how many people are stuck and they're like, my dad always calls it stinking thinking. Like <laughs> when you're stuck in this place of, you know, nope, nope, no, no matter what you tell me, it's just wrong. You just yep. wrong. Everything about it is wrong. And it's like, uh, there's gotta be more to it than yeah. just wrong, 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 wrong. Yeah. And so honestly, it's, I, I keep going back to unlearning. It's just that unlearning and be willing to unlearn and willing to listen to something yeah. new and something different. Cause I'm telling you, I knew who I was, but when I met Shamian, I was like, mm, I don't know if I want to date her because I'm not really into, you know, girls who are more masculine. Like I was like, I've always dated more feminine women. And she was like, uh, you know, I'm a minister, but I don't really, you know, I'm not really a Christian. And I was like, yeah, uh, I don't really subscribe to all of that other stuff. Yeah, yeah I was yeah, like, yeah, hold yeah. up a second. <laughs> You're not a Christian. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it was just so. And then once I got you already to had her, your own presumptions anyway. <laughs> exactly. But imagine, though, if I kept that stinking thinking about what I felt like people who say they don't are not Christians or, you know, like I would have never really gotten to know her and understood what she meant or understood like where she is in her life or what she does believe in. And our, our beliefs are very similar. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's that, like, even I had to unlearn as a lesbian and as someone who identifies as queer and as a lesbian, like imagine you thinking you all the way woke, and then you realize I got so much unlearning to do. Okay, you still got gunk in your eyes. I got Girl, you. Girl, so much <laughs> that my eyes were stuck. Okay. Shimmy, <laughs> and what you got? Yeah, I think I just just two things to add to to what Lorraine has already said. Um, and I think in some ways, uh, the first thing I have to say kind of uh, directly relates to what she said around courageous conversations, I think. And I, I think I said this earlier too, that... Uh, folks have to be willing to engage in conversation around how it might look differently. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is that love sometimes pushes people to have these conversations. Mm-hmm. Love has to trump everything else. And so mm-hmm. some of the conversations I've had with folks who I never thought I uh, see um, in a room full of uh, queer people is that they, you know, they've come to understand you know, what they can do growing up in a traditional family, but then their grandchild is now saying they're trans, right? Right. So love broke them and brought them into the room, right? They, I mean, literally seeing folks that are just crying because they don't know what to do. They don't know, but they know that they have love that's not going to change. And so I think that, I think that it's really concerning when people say, I'd rather kick you out and put you on the street 
than for you to be this way. It concerns me because I'm thinking love doesn't, it, it doesn't, um, uh, like you, you'd rather throw someone away than mm. have, and be brokenhearted than even bother to call somebody to, to, to talk to right. somebody to see, you know, maybe, maybe I am like, I just, I, I just feel like you're holding on to tradition. Like Larray just said, you're oh, holding on conditional. to the, oh, conditional. Yes. You're holding on to these ideologies to what end though? Yeah. To what end? It kind of reminds me of, and I'm not going to go off on about this, but it kind oh, of reminds fine. me of what's happening with the 45th, right? Yeah. When people Ooh. around him are allowing these things to happen, I'm like, what is it going to take? We've got babies that mm. are separated from their parents. Yes. Folks are getting shot up in schools. You know what I yeah. mean? Like what, at what point will you say, you know what? I don't care if I'm Republican, Democrat, Green Party, whatever. This ain't right. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. And so it's kind of how I feel when it comes to some uh, sections of the black church or black families. It's like, to what extent? Are you going to lose your babies? Yeah. Because you don't want to talk about, you don't want to hear, you know, how it could be different. You don't even want to engage in any conversation. Like, that's re- that's the part that's really sad to me. Yeah. You know? It, it is. I, I, the, I love that you talked about love, right? Um, so everything that's kind of happening or those things, so happening, you know, we'll just say on the government side or with this person, um, is totally the opposite of what love is. Right. And then, and, mm-hmm. and then especially for our families, for black families, especially around queer trans children or, or younger, younger yeah. people that, that just that throwing them away mm-hmm. is so opposite of what love is. Yes. Like I, I, I don't have children yet, but I'm crazy about my dog. I'm crazy about Carter. <laughs> and so I can only I imagine, I'm, I'm just saying like, I can only imagine have like, you know, Lorray giving birth to this person. Right. And then to just be so quick to just psh, 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 wash your hands of them, right. you know, mm-hmm. and you've seen them through, you know, crawling and, and breastfeeding or, you know, walking and saying your first words. And I, I link it a lot to the divine, like that to Mm. me is what the divine has us here for, to show love to one another, to really be here and example. So how can we do that? And, and the way that we're treating people and the way that just because of who they love or how they identify, you know, it's, it's so, it's so mean. I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm so simple. I hate to say, I'm so simple with my words, but yeah. It's so mean. It's it so sad it and um, yeah. hurtful. Yeah. And you know what? Here's the thing. Because you you hit, it's it's not a sore spot for me at all. It's, this is definitely a part of my life. I am such a proud mama bear. Mm-hmm. I have, yeah, ha- you I have are. raised Jasmine <laughs> since she was a baby, since she was born. I was there when she was born. I did not give birth to Jasmine. I have been her mom since she was born mm-hmm. and I will be her mother forever. Uh, but knowing that, right, mm-hmm. no one could ever come in and tell me that she's not my child. Yeah. Gotcha. And so when I think about people who have given birth to their children and when their kids come out, they can easily like their love, their love becomes conditional. That's what I was yes. saying. Conditional. Oh, yes. Yeah. I didn't give birth to my child and you will never on any day. I don't care what she does. Catch me saying, you know what, my love has now become conditional. Mm-hmm. And so, you know. And I think right. that's how the church, no, thank you for sharing and being transparent about that, Lorraine. Um, I apologize because I did not know. So I no, did just make no, an assumption. No, it's okay. So. 
No, no, no. But and I wouldn't have known. But that just. Do. But I mean, I wouldn't have known otherwise. Just because of how proud you are, like the way mm-hmm. that you love on her, right. it's beautiful, you know. So I wouldn't have known that. That doesn't change anything. That's and your that's daughter. the way it should be. Yeah, <laughs> oh, right, right. You're, and you're still absolutely <laughs> right. right. You're absolutely. The only yeah. difference between me and any other parent is that I did not give birth. Yeah, I was there when she was born. Yeah, I had her from that moment. Yeah, like so. Breastfeeding. You know, I drink goat milk. If anybody cares to know. Okay. You know what? <laughs> I am I so done with shimmying. At all? I didn't no. get breastfed at all. No, I didn't. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. I think that's the. You know I mean, what? I'm the, done wait, with you. That, I don't think goats sound? make that noise though. No, but sheep. No, but there's sheep. A, what's the distinction? No, seriously, what's the distinction between the sheep? I don't know, and goat but noise? I do don't know. Oh, one yeah. is bad, and then a goat, and a goat, and knee, it's, knee. Oh, knee. Knee. Yeah. Okay. I'm okay. done. Okay, you know what? Okay. <laughs> and back. I'll finish with both of y'all right now. <laughs> I had to think. <laughs> okay, so I want to ask, um, I, I did ask you guys, like, um, so while I, I, so I'm in seminary and this turning, it's turning, Yay. yeah, <laughs> it's turning my whole world upside down, especially when it comes to the canon Side note, I, just in case, I don't know if y'all know, but I was not born Christian. I didn't born, I wasn't born in, um, to, into Christianity. Um, mm-hmm. I was born into, a, I was a Muslim. I was raised on um, Islamic faith. Um, I did not oh, know that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and then in junior high school, I converted to Christianity. But anyway. Wait, can I ask you, was that yeah. on your own or your, someone in your family became my, a Christian? Yeah. So so I grew up with my, my grandmother and my mother kind of going back and forth. So it was always, you know, you're going to, you know, practice Islam when you're here with me. And you're going to go over here and be with Jesus when I'm with my grandma. Um, and so, um, my grandmother that had sound a, like black folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't eat pork only except for the summer when I go with my grandma. Okay. Uh, um, so yeah. And then when I fully lived with my mom and she, you know, she came and it's a long story, but when she came and got us from my grandmother, we really submerged into Islam from there. It's kind of always been that way. And my it was my junior year in high school. Um, I said, I didn't want to do this anymore. My, my, only my experience, I'm only speaking to my experience was not one of Islam of the Islam that I know now. Um, mm-hmm. the Islam that I saw and lived was very, um, misogynistic. It was very condemning to women. Um, I've heard that a lot from people and just very to me, I had a lot of shame, not outwardly, I thought I still think hijabs are one of the most beautiful garments that mm-hmm. women wear. I do. Um, but inwardly, I had a lot of shame. I couldn't pray when I was menstruating. I couldn't touch the Quran. Um, you know, just these rule so much regulation about who I was as you know a child of God, and I'm like, yeah. I'm confused. <laughs> you know, um, and so my experience is a lot different from a lot of black Christians who grew up in the church. Because when I came to Christianity, I had total freedom and acceptance. It wasn't until I like way down the line that I started to see people like really bashing other Christians and even those who were same gender loving. And I'm like, wait, this is not, 
this is not what brought me here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, so I say all of that to say because it's totally so seminary is totally deconstructing all of my theory, especially behind the Bible and what the actual canon included and now includes with it. But there are parts of it that that speak to me. And I asked mm-hmm. you all to share a verse and, and Shimeon said she didn't really have one that was a particular one. And, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But Lorraine, she provided Philippians 413 um, for me. And I want to speak about that. I'll read it. Well, I won't read it. I'll let you share about it and why that's maybe one of your favorite verses. Yeah. You know, it's funny. She said that to me and I was like uh I guess Philippians 413 <laughs> um and it was one of those where I was like uh I don't really have my bible out but and there are actually others that I like but I to me that's like a go-to verse mm-hmm. right um but there's also another one oh yes gosh. Go and ahead. I think it's in first Timothy I can't remember where but it's about approved workmen are not ashamed mm-hmm. um and I I I have always liked that that verse because um, I don't necessarily look at it as like approved as like as if you know somebody says, well now you've got the stamp of approval and you can go share the word of God. <laughs> I think it means like all of us who just have it approved to me in that sense means um, those who are willing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, not I think sometimes we look at words like that and we put our own like what we think it means like well God didn't approve you and it's like hush what? yeah because we're all ministers yes. and we've all been called like we may not be uh ordained but God has called all of us to minister mm-hmm. inside and outside of the church and that's what I think it means and it, I think I love that verse cuz it's basically sh- saying that we shouldn't be ashamed yes. to um to share. And I'm not talking about going out and beating everybody down with the Bible, but I mean, sharing God's love. Yes. And I think sometimes when we read those verses, we think um, like verses like that, that's like, we're not ashamed to share God's word. We automatically think like, oh, we should be out beating the pavement every day. Um, or like Jehovah's Witnesses, like we should just be knocking on doors and telling people what they should know and why they should know. And they don't, realize and I think I mean that's when I say they I mean me too um Jehovah's Witnesses what they're doing I guess is effective I you know I talk to some of them sometimes when they would come to the door of my parents house um but what is more effective for me that has been more effective for me is when I'm able to uh just talk to people Mm -hmm. or like you know I see somebody who needs some food yeah like People are more willing to listen when you have something that they need. Yeah. And I'm not saying that in a petty way. Like, no. you know, I'm going to feed you and then beat you, then beat you yeah. with this sneak this sneak punch of the Bible. <laughs> like, sometimes I may not even bring in the Bible. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like, and most of the time mm. I won't. But what they will know is God's love through me. That relationship. Yes, ma'am. That relationship. Yes, ma'am. You get what I'm saying? I totally do. I I always say that, 12, that Jesus had 12... And that's the 12 that he poured into as far as the relationship goes. Right. So who do we see? Are, right. You know, are we seeing a reflection of God in that? You know, right. and we don't have to talk about it. Exactly. Your actions exactly. are going to speak, speak louder than that. Speak you know? louder than words. Exactly. Yeah. And you know what? I'm not saying people shouldn't, you know, but I think I think that we forget because um, in some senses that used to be any of us. Right. As soon as somebody 
We do it with like I'm gonna bring up Jehovah's Witnesses again. Girl. It's we do it with the same thing with them. If they come to the door and we see them and the people we be like, be quiet, don't turn say nothing, <laughs> turn off the lights, don't answer the door. And it's because it's like, oh, we don't feel like dealing with all that religion today. Yes. And imagine how people feel if we come running down the street after them with a Bible in yes. the air. And it's like, we don't, we're not saying anything about love, anything about grace, come on. anything about compassion. It's just like, you need Jesus. Mm-hmm. We don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's so, I, it's, it's, yeah. I, it's too much. I'm sometimes. with you. I cringe <laughs> at work every week. I have a um, meeting where we discuss the patients and everything. And in the meeting, there's a section. There's a part of the meeting where the uh, chaplains have to um, do like a bereavement part of it, and then it leads into those that have been admitted newly with our company. And the part that the chaplain has to say is basically like what their spiritual beliefs are and everything. And I cringe every time this one particular chaplain says, because he's, you know, he's got, he, he, he definitely, he doesn't wear it outside, but you can totally see this MAGA attitude all over him. And he's like, mm-hmm. um, well, this person's, they're right with the Lord. That's how he says it. He's like, they're right oh, with the God. Lord. And I'm like, it cringes. It makes me cringe because I'm like, how do you know? Right. Right. Like and and who are you to be the person to say this, you know, and it's just so which ties back to what we're saying about folks, you know, just totally wanting to get rid of people because they're same gender loving or or anything like that. Like you don't have a say so in that. Like you don't get to just be like you're not qualified to talk to God right. because you're you're gay or because you're black. I mean, if we think about it, the scriptures were used the same thing for slavery and for, yep. you know, for, for segregation and, you know, for, for, for young brides. I mean, so on and so forth. But it's, well, right, because as long as you're doing it in the name of Jesus. Oh, dang it. <laughs> but you can't be gay in the name of Jesus. That's the only thing. Dang, you can, man. <laughs> you can be, if you are white, you can beat up black folk. In the name of Jesus, you know, and be like, you know, yeah, as long as you're doing it in the name of Jesus and it's righteous and holy, you were just trying to beat the black off of them. You know what I'm saying? The only thing you can't do is be gay in the name of Jesus for some reason. For some reason. I I don't know. I don't know. And then I just found out, I mean, like a while ago, I just found like, yo, King, y'all want to quote King James so bad, but homeboy was out here getting down with the get down too. So, (laughs) like, you know. All right, y'all. Yeah. So we're going to lighten it up a little bit. Shimmy, do you have anything to say? Yeah, the only Go thing ahead. I want to say is that the um, that I though I don't necessarily draw on scripture a lot, partially because of the way that I've come to God. I, I, um, and I ever really identified as Christian, even though I was raised in the Baptist church. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said earlier, I formed a personal relationship. And so for me, what that means is, that, of course, when I preach, I still you know, go through the exegetical process, I still have a scripture and the, and the Bible still is meaningful for me as a life-giving text. Sure. But I still, I believe that um, our stories are still being written. So even though the Bible has been canonized, we're still here. We're still here as children of God. So for me, a chapter and verse might come from, you know, struggling one day and calling a friend and whatever she says to me in that moment could be the chapter and verse that I'm drawing upon. That's good. Right, for my life. And yeah. so that's kind of how I sort of queer, um, 
the way that I go to text in terms of living folks, right? The stories that we tell each other. I love that. That's good. I, yeah, I'm, I mean, we all have a word of encouragement for each other. It doesn't have to come yeah. from any text. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate sure. that. I'm yeah. always, I'm always like drawn to, you know, how people got to where they are and like, you know, well, how did you get here? If you, if you did this, like, well, that seems like a, you know, total end of the spectrum. <laughs> so thank you for speaking to that. I'm going to lighten it up a little bit. I just want to know what y'all are, what are y'all watching? What are y'all reading? And what are y'all listening to? Shimians is going to be simple. <laughs> okay, I can speak for no, so which is why I was going to go first. Because, no, I oh, gonna go first. I'm going to go first because Shimians is going to be short and simple. Um, So, I, I love y'all so love, much. I no, love you know y'all. People are like, you know, how people are like, we don't do TV. We actually have a TV in every room. Nice. In nice. Even though one of our bedrooms does not, the TV never gets turned on. Jasmine rarely ever turns no, hers she on. She has dust on it. Oh yeah, my God. She stays because she in stays the in the living room yeah. and watches TV. She's a family. Or, yeah, she's very much person. like, she wants us all to watch together. I love her so much. I want to be her when I come back. (laughs) (laughs) So honestly, I love TV, but because I work all day, I only get to watch TV um, like in the evening, right? Mm -hmm. And so when I do come home and get to watch TV, it has to be something that Jasmine can also watch. Gotcha. And so at night is when I'm able to watch stuff that I can't watch around Jasmine, but then I fall asleep. Oh, hello. So I have all these shows that I love or that I like, I have Fridays off. So sometimes if I'm not busy, I just like binge watch all this stuff that I like to watch that I know I cannot normally watch. And literally I will go from like documentaries, which I love documentaries. And then I'll watch like, uh, I love like, Grey's Anatomy and how to get anything by Shonda Rhimes. I love it. Yes, ma'am. But then I also like, I love grown-ish stuff like that. But I also love like ratchet TV. Like I like uh, love after lockdown. Oh my God. You took the words right out of my mouth. I literally (laughs) was about to say Love at the lockup. It makes me feel, oh my God, it makes me feel so much better about my life. And yes, (laughs) that came from a point of judgment. I'm just saying. No, I'm serious. (laughs) I love that show. Like, I I don't really do a whole lot of like the housewives and all that, but love after lockup. And then sometimes, every once in a while, I'll do like a little love and hip hop until I'm like, okay, okay this is enough. I, yes. Yeah. I'm like, enough. yeah. Love at the lockup. I'm like, thank you, God. I'm not on yeah. meth. And for real. No, I got, seriously. And I got love my after life lockup. And then Shamian and I do uh, my 600 pound life. Okay. Um, which I'm always eating in front of. No. Whenever I'm eating, I'm always <laughs> eating. Lorraine's what? always making very inappropriate. No, comments. I don't. No, but no, she no. Delivers it very dryly, so you don't know that she's being, <laughs> not being funny. Because you know, I'm not being funny about it. Offended, but she, yeah, she's not trying to be offensive, but she just like she's like, who is that? I can't say it. No, I know yeah. what she's talking about. Yeah. One time it was a guy and his the sides of his right. legs were so no no, and I did not know if it was 
his legs or if it was his butt. I didn't know. Oh, I got you. I got you. And yeah, so I made the comment and Shaman was like, "It's you're trying to be funny. And I was like, I'm not being funny. <laughs> I don't even sound like this, Ray. I don't know why whenever she uses my voice and Shaman said, <laughs> You know what? Though Shaman, she does head. do that. She does. She, <laughs> in my head, that's how Shaman sounds that. Um, 600 pound life too. I'm always like, okay, so what we not going to do is eat this entire bag of Doritos while we watching this. And then right. when the show is over, the whole bag of Doritos is gone. And then <laughs> it starts this entire cycle of, okay, I'm going to be the next contestant on 600 pound life or not oh contestant, but you know, next, you know, and I'm like, yes, okay, I so understand. I got to get this, like, I got to get the, but it, but it, but it is, that's like one of my guilty, such a good show. that's one of my guilty pleasures, man. And I feel bad because I'm like, pose yeah. Oh yes. Pose. Okay. Can we just talk about, <laughs> I just, I love Angel and Poppy so much. <gasps> I do. I just I do. want all good things for them in all in all the fakeness of this TV show. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just <laughs> want it to be so I just want them to be so good and my heart. I know. I could wait, I have to ask you okay. though. House of Evangelista or House of Abundance or House of What's the new one? Ferocity. Oh, honey, I'm going to have, listen. Or Wintour. No, definitely not that. They can go out the door. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I am a house of abundance. The original. The original. I just, Mm. yeah, I just, I'm I'm loyal, you know? And and the reason, I mean, we got, we got Miss Evangelista up here. She had all of them. And from her, like none of, none of the others would be there. So, you know what? I was going to say, I will agree with you, even though House of Abundance, like that was the original house, right? Mm-hmm. And as hard as, as, um, of a mother. Um, yeah. Well, how come I can't think of her name right now? <laughs> it's okay. Electra. Yes. Lord, yes. As hard as Electra was on them, I'm think I'm also looking at, look at how much has been built from, from that. that. That's what I'm saying. Like she, I, I said Evangelista, I meant Electra. Electra was all like without her like none of the other houses would have been i feel like she had to be this you know cruel corella deville type persona anyway to maybe bring it out of them i miss candy though i think candy is a beautiful chocolate gem on this in that show (laughs) i'm like come on here i thought the beach scene like the whole thing was just amazing i just thought it was so good when they went back and they went on their little trip I really. Shaman didn't see that oh. one. If anybody wants to know, I've been watching a lot of Twitch. I do want to. I do want to know Twitch. Like, it's a show. No, I'll let her explain. Okay, it. talk Go to ahead, me. Shemian. I think so she just Twitch didn't a... like the fact that we were still talking. No, actually, talking. I, just, I just threw that in there for comedic effect. You can all. You, can <laughs> you know what, Shimian? Then I'll bring it back. Okay, come on. No, interested. no, that's fine. I'm, Go ahead, yeah, girl. Yeah. Okay, you sure? Yes. yes. We want to hear like about Twitch. The houses of... Okay. <laughs> so, Twitch, since you all asked, is a platform where you can watch people play video games. Oh, I've never heard of so, this. Yeah, so the person has a green screen behind them. They play video game. You can... Some some uh, streamers, is what they're called, they uh-huh. have their webs, their webcam on. So you can see them and some... Uh, very few actually play with it off. And then there's a chat box, so you can interact with other people who are watching. Oh. And so a huge thing. So Amazon bought Twitch, and it's a huge, it's a huge uh, uh, platform. And so 
That's what I'm watching. Do you play what? games, Shimmy and Oh, gosh. I do. Does she? Okay. Yes. So okay. during my, my free time, right? So when I come home because I'm out and I have to talk and train and da-da-da and queer stuff and cisgender and blah-blah-blah, and I'm doing all that stuff outside, when I come home, that's my way to unwind. It's just yeah. to get a good game with my remote, a good cider, and I, I like to game. Okay. Uh, but I also... so. Uh, that's what I watch most of the time. Maybe I should no, watch this a watches. little bit just so I can learn about some of the games. Cause I like people that I, that I have to recruit are, are some gamers too. So I need to be able to find Ooh. ways to be able to identify and have something to connect with them. Like I have wanted mm-hmm. a, a PS4 for the longest time, not just because I wanted one, not because I was actually going to play it, but I, and then I heard people talking about kingdom hearts and I was like, Oh, I can play that. Cause it's like a Mickey mouse friend, fun, friendly game. <laughs> And, like, nobody's going to be out there killing or shooting. And because I'm really sensitive to stuff like that because I'm crazy. I don't know why. But, you know, I'm like, you know, so I'm like, oh, that will be fun. And then I was like, no, I I don't know anything about this controller. So I didn't get one. Well, you know what's funny? Shamian has a PS4, which we usually use it to watch TV on. We stream TV on it in the bedroom. But Jasmine uses it to, like, she plays Minecraft and... Uh, Roblox and Fortnite. Um, But Shamian, she uses, she plugs the controller into her computer and she'll play, she plays PC games. Like, off of her computer. That's really cool. But she is very interesting because she will have her game on with headphones on and have Twitch playing on the side (laughs) on an iPad. So it's like her, her iPad is the TV playing Twitch and then she'll have the game on. And I'm like, are you watching Twitch? When Jasmine and I play Minecraft together. Oh, they play together. It's then really cute. Then she'll have her iPad set up too. And she'll have she'll be streaming uh, somebody playing Minecraft. On YouTube. Minecraft. Yeah. And it's just sweet because it reminds me of me because I play games. In the oh, game. that is so but, sweet. So that's what I'm, if any. No, don't say, do don't say it like that. the houses of Twitch? No, we don't no, want to. No, <laughs> you know what, no, Shimian? It just got real cold in here. Easy. It just got <laughs> real cold in here. <laughs> you know what, though? I, I will say this. It's really interesting, though. I'm not into Twitch, but Jasmine, she'll say to Shimian, like, oh, are you watching Bacon Donut? Like, it's because these people have different <laughs> channel names. It's the, <laughs> the guy's name is Bacon Donut. <laughs> but when I first started dating Shimian and she first started Started watching Twitch, it was really small. Oh, like, like not a lot of people knew about it. It wasn't this big thing. And now Amazon bought them and they've got um, shirts and all this stuff, right? Okay. And I bought her, Jasmine and I bought her tickets for TwitchCon. Oh, nice. Next month. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. So, or not next month, this month. Yeah, this at month. the end of this month. A really awful picture of my ugly cry oh, that, that Larray uphloaded to Facebook. <laughs> to this day, I don't know why. Because <laughs> it's so cute. <laughs> but that's how big it's gotten, where like they have all of these different gamers who come out to this convention. And is it going to be here? In, is it going to be in a city? It's going to be in San Diego. Oh, okay, okay. No, yeah. that's going to be fun. I'm excited but, like, to hear Lil how Nas they go. X is performing. Okay, and... okay. We, ooh. <laughs> Bless his, man, listen, that boy can do no wrong. I don't care what anybody says, okay? He is all right by me. He knocked, uh, he knocked Taylor, Taylor Gift off the, off the charts. I'm down for it. I'm down for it, honey. Um, so what are y'all reading? I know you guys, are you guys reading anything? Are y'all listening to any type of music or other shit? I'm reading school books. Yes! Come on here. Same, friend. Same, girl. Uh, I actually... 
I, you know what's my, my problem is? I start books and then I don't finish them mm-hmm. because I feel like um, there's so many things. I have like uh, an undiagnosed ADD brain and I'm not even being funny. Like I have a very short attention span yes, no. and <laughs> I have a very short attention span yes. and I actually love to read, but because my attention span is so short, when I start reading, I will see like a bug crawl across the floor. Okay. Oh, wait, start... not that. Well, not in our yeah. house. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you, I'm using this as an example. Not, we ain't got no, no roaches. <laughs> <laughs> I will see Mickey Mouse. <laughs> that is but so I will funny. See something and it'll distract me, and I will start. You know, then I'll get up and be like, "Oh, there's a dish on the table. I need to go wash, wash the, the dishes." dishes. So yes. I get easily distracted. Um, which is why, like, even for school, my, I use digital books. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, because I find that, like, I get less distracted. But even with that, I have to set aside time where I don't just sit and try and read for an hour mm-hmm. because that doesn't work for me. Yes. So I will put a plug out there, though. Um, there is a really good book. And we haven't finished it. But I know it's still good because my sister wrote I was going to actually. Jezebel. Yes. I was actually going to talk about that. <laughs> By my sister, Dr. Tamora Lomax. Yes. And it's actually really, really good. Um, and, and she has a new book coming out, too. Oh, I can't wait uh, to that one. I did finish Jezebel Unhinged. Um, and for those that are listening, you can go onto the Queer Votion page and you can actually see if you look on the on the um, icons, you can actually see the picture. And then I link um, where you can buy it yeah. on Amp. So please check it out. It's a great, great book. I... Oh uh, yeah, I've I'm still I still want to talk to her. <laughs> so, <laughs> Shimmy, and are you reading anything? Excuse me, golly. Uh, oh, you are the book you're taking to the beach. Yeah, Ooh. I took a break from reading after school. Oh, it'll do it um, to so you. So now daily, I just read like breaking news, mm. which is probably not very exciting. But oh, I like gosh. to keep up it's on depressing. the depressing. But I like to select, which is why I don't <laughs> watch the news. Mm-hmm. But I have um, a source where I get like you know the top store, so I can scroll through and choose. Good deal. Um, so I'm not reading about the 45th all day, but mm-hmm. I still am abreast as to what's going on. Yeah. And then there's this book that was recommended to me by uh, Pastor Janice's wife, um, Karen. Mm-hmm. Karen called The Power that I'm going to be taking uh, with me when we go to our next destination after this, and it's about. Have you heard of it? No, I haven't. Yeah. So it's I guess it's Margaret what, Atwood. I don't, I don't remember. Hmm. I literally have not even cracked it open yet, but um, I'm going to start it today and it's about what happens when the power shifts from, I mean, it's like the sci-fi kind of thing, but the power shifts from, um, from certain folks to folks of color, like black folks, oh. like what happens to the world and all of this stuff. That's, that's my Can you take a picture and, and, um, oh, sure. yeah, and, and yeah, text Karen, it to me so I can check that out. I'm a book, yeah. I'm a book hoarder. Oh, a book I love books. Oh, yeah, I need to turn the pages. I have a Kindle, y'all, that I have been trying. I have been trying to use and I just oh, yeah. can't. I, a, yeah, I, I've got to physically. Yeah, I need to no, feel I the pages. I, I need to feel I the pages. I either have to do digital yeah. or I have to do books on, uh, Sounds like, like old school, but what is it? Uh, I was going to say books on tape, but Audi- audiobooks. Audi- yeah. <laughs> you so know three audiobooks, though? I've read three recently, actually. See, I can't do so it. My, becoming... my attention goes, because I'll, I'll start doing everything no. else. De- depending on who's reading it, it's really good. Okay. Like, I did Michelle Obama's Becoming, yes. and it was her reading it. It was, was really good. good. And then I did the Trevor Noah I love book, Trevor Noah. And he read it, and it was so good like hearing him and his, you know, because he's funny. Yes. And, 
and hearing his accent really and everything. Yes. You have to like do the ones that actually have good people reading it. I will do another plug and then I've got an I got another plug to do and then we're gonna end up wrapping up. Um okay. I want to plug LeVar Burton has um a podcast. Yes. yes. Um, and I, I am a faithful listener to that. And he has some good stuff, some sci-fi stuff that has really like intrigued me to, you know, want to buy more of the authors that he's reading from. So it's a really good, um, it's called LeVar Burton Reads. And then I need to plug y'all's podcast. Can we talk hey. about this, please? <laughs> Take it away, Lorraine. <laughs> 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 So, yes, we have a new podcast called Black Queer and Dot Dot Dot. <laughs> and <laughs> Shamia, you know what? She loves to do that when we record. And as soon as I say Black Queer and it, she'll go Dot Dot Dot. I like, love that. Every time she does it, though, she does it different. And it reminds me of RuPaul's Drag Race when he says, Bring out, bring back my girls. <laughs> oh, and yeah. every time he says it, he does it differently. Bring back my girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so funny. But basically, it's queer conversations or it's black and queer conversations with a black and queer couple and it's really everything that we go through separately and together as black and queer people mm-hmm. um but also we're like starting to like bring in other people and then other elements because we know that you know these are our experiences, but we are not the only black and queer people in the world. And there are other experiences Mm -hmm. that, you know, people have, but what I wanted when I first thought of this podcast and, and talked to Shamian about it was I listen to a lot of podcasts. Right. I love podcasts. Okay. Right. Um, but I wasn't, and there are actually quite a few, um, black and queer or black and brown and queer podcasts, But I wasn't hearing any, um, and I'm sure there are some, but I wasn't hearing any at least that were black and queer couples. Yeah, yeah. And so I wanted to do that. And also I felt like we have a lot of good conversations at home. You guys are hilarious. First of all, (laughs) I have listened to the episodes that are out so far and I'm I'm cracking up. I love listening to y'all. I'm like, I subscribed and I'm sitting here like, okay, so when's the next episode coming out? So (laughs) so Shimmy and Lorraine, they playing. Shimmy and Lorraine playing. Where's the next one? This is how we talk at home though. And that's kind of how we wanted to do it was like, we just Let's brought just, the mic to it. Yeah. yeah. Be ourselves and sit in front of the mic while we're being ourselves. And Shamian calls it our kitchen conversations because we have this really small kitchen. Yes. It's called one butt the one butt. It's called the one butt. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, one even butt though, like, yeah, if there's two of us in there, we could fit, but it's real crowded. It's real tight. Yeah, it's half a butt. <laughs> <laughs> one and a half butt. Anything <laughs> beyond that gets a little, you know. But when we're in there, we have such good conversations. And so it really surrounded, like, that like that was the premise and it was just like you know what also when we have people come over it's like we just have even better conversations and it was like people should be a part of this yeah like you should let the people in yeah. on what we're talking about i so love that's y'all really where it came from oh, i you. love the, I, thought, like people actually like, would listen yes, yes. <laughs> i mean i guess no i guess the has a different view on it but for me i'm like i don't know i just didn't I, I didn't think that people would be 
that interested. So it's kind of cool to hear people saying, oh, my God, this is really awesome. So it is. It is an awesome. It's an awesome conversation. The plat, the fact that it's needed, because I think that people think black queer couples exist but maybe like in this fallacy somewhere (laughs) Mm -hmm. and they're not like approachable or touchable or relatable and you all present all three of those components plus more um so i am i i love it i'm like yes this is this is needed i think that um especially the platform of podcasting needs more black queerness Mm -hmm. um and but more so from people not just more so, but it's nice that there's now an, a couple who's out here living this lifestyle, living, being authentic in who they are and having real conversations about things that impact you all individually and then as a unit. So mm-hmm. I, I think y'all are dope. I love it. Thank you. Y'all, Thank y'all you. make me laugh. I'm going to put this in the show notes for the listeners. You guys will be able to find them in the show notes but you can go to www.blackqueerpodcast.com and you can find them on instagram black queer pod they're gonna be having t-shirts too right <laughs> well right now we just have one the one that i wear yes. okay. we have one t-shirt but if y'all are interested in having our faces cross your chest listen I, yeah the graph i'm i'm game i want a t-shirt just fyi i'm willing to pay so let me know how i can get down because i think that we have we have platforms and we have people um who are great at what at what they do in this in this arena we should lift each other up and promote each Absolutely. other and really be here and, and be allies in this as well because it, it's hard there's plenty of spaces for mm-hmm. for white people no offense to y'all listening y'all have your own thing but you know yeah. for us sometimes we definitely we exactly yeah. exactly and and for the way that we can get room for others to come in and that okay y'all got one more question and then we are done okay okay so, Shimian, I'm going to ask you this question. <laughs> what <laughs> advice can you give to those who are allies of the LGBTQI plus, 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 plus community? Sit down and listen. Okay. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say do your work and be genuine. Okay. You know what I mean? Don't try to. So what I mean by do your work is like do the research. Don't don't necessarily rely, especially that comes with like queer folks of color is that folks want to come to us mm-hmm. to teach and explain and stuff. Mm. Like now it's different if we have like a set workshop and you come to it, but expecting folks, queer folks of color to educate uh, all the time, it gets, um, it gets to be a bit much. So for me, allies, what you can do, do your work, you know, internet is wide open, lots of books. Yeah. Uh, as we've been talking about on the podcast today, there's a lot of resources, educate yourself on, the struggle, the resistance, the movement. And then what was the other thing I said? I said, educate and, oh, be genuine. Mm-hmm. So this is this is a big thing for me. I'm not interested in someone coming along and telling me about all the books they read about black queer folk. Like mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, just like <laughs> there's some uh, folks in the white community who are allies for the Black Lives Matter movement. And for some reason, they always have their pin on when they're around me. Like that, for me, it doesn't... I, I don't, don't need I don't, your promotion. It doesn't work well, <laughs> right? Just be who you are. If you're genuinely about to struggle, if you're genuinely an ally, then it will show. Right. Right. So it's just like, show up, be who you are. And wear your pin all up, the time, then. Know when to step right. back. And know your stuff. That's good. That's, that's that's good. That's where I'm at. That's that knowing okay. when to uh, step back is really good, Shimmy. Okay, Lorraine, yeah. for you, what 
<laughs> what advice can you give to those? Oh, I don't get to answer the same one. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. <laughs> because it's two of y'all. It's two of y'all. So y'all get the y'all got. My, my answer remains the same. Uh, yes, yes. Sit down and be quiet. And sit down and be quiet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Lorraine, just tell it like it T.I. is. So, um, Lorraine, for folks who are still in a space of um, acceptance and reconciliation with their understanding of their higher power in God, um, but who identify as one of the beautiful letters, <laughs> um, what advice would you give to them when it in, in regard to living authentically? Like, what could you offer them to just be who they are in the way that God made them? Love yourself, um, respect yourself, focus on your mental health, um, because in navigating who you are and getting stronger in who you are, mm. um, there are going to be so many people who will try to tell you that you're wrong or that you're confused or that it's something mental or, you know, there are going to be so many times when people try and come in during moments of weakness to kind of beat you down, but beat you down in love mm -hmm. and beat you mm -hmm. down in Jesus. And you're going to need that mental stability and that help and that mental health to see your way through. Yes. And so I would just say, you know, surround yourself with a community that accepts you and loves you. Um, so then you can still face the people who don't understand you and not face them in hatred, but so that they can see you strong and they can see you um, surrounded with love. And I think sometimes, like Shamian said earlier, people will soon see that and then try and hop on board yes. because they're going to expect you to die or mm. to fall off mm. or, you know, to not want to be around or to change your life. That's what they expect. And they feel like if you're going to stay in this way, then you're not going to make it. But when they mm. see you making it and mm. they see you surrounded with love, then they're going to wonder, well, maybe I was wrong. Yeah. You know, maybe, you know, maybe there's there's something to this. Maybe there's something I don't know. And so community is, is a big thing. Yes. When we seclude ourselves, that's usually when we get trapped in darkness mm -hmm. and we get trapped in, you know, that self self hatred and, you know, well, not even a woe is me, but like maybe I am doing something wrong. Right. And community is a big way to bring that out, you know, to pull that pull that out of you. And they'll love you out of it. And sometimes it, they'll get on your nerves, but <laughs> they'll love you to life. Mm -hmm. Right. I love that. I love that. Thank you guys for being here and being a part of Queer Votion. I enjoyed y'all. Thank you, Ray, for having us. And thank you for doing this. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for doing this. Thank so many you. people, they try and separate, you know, um, God from queerness. Can't and do that. Can't. <laughs> can't do that. So thank you for, for making that platform for queer folk like us who love God Yay. to yeah. be able to, you know, yeah, talk about it. Absolutely. Thank, thank you, you guys so much. I appreciate y'all. So y'all, thanks for joining us today. You guys know where y'all can find me on the queer and all that, you know, I'm on IG, all of that good stuff. I don't have Snapchat yet for that. So, but it's all good. Um, <laughs> another big, big up to the guests, Shimmy and Lorray. I appreciate y'all. And just y'all just forget, don't forget, excuse me. It's always about relationship over religion. God adores you, God made you, and we know that God does not make mistakes. So please be good to yourself and be good to others. And I'll catch y'all on the flip.